Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. This is episode 95, and it's an exciting one because I've had these are the youngest guests I've had on the show, and I'm so excited to talk about them. Leave those kids alone. That's who's joining me right now. We have Addie B, Alex, Lewis, Luca, and Timothy all on the line here. So excited to have each of you join the podcast, talk a little bit about how Leave Those Kids Alone started, what's it like being a young musician in Windsor, Essex, who's you know traveling to, to hundreds of shows. So I, I'm very excited for this, and thank you all for being here. Thank so you. We'll, we'll kick things off. As I, as I mentioned before we jumped on here, I usually ask, where's your favorite place for coffee? But I'm going to assume that most of you do not drink coffee. I, I hope you don't. I think I saw Lewis have a, a cup of joe with him over to the side, but I won't say anything. Um, where in Windsor-Essex, either coffee or dessert, would you usually go? Lewis, do you want to start Start us off? Yeah, sure. So uh, I think the, the best option here has to be Caffeine & Co. I mean, you can't go with a nice Americano, and they have the best scones in the county, so... Okay. Okay. And that's in Amherstburg. So uh, of course it's, it's one of the best. So <laughs> how, how about, how about you, Timothy? I'm not a coffee drinker, um, but I am the oldest and uh, for dessert, I usually go with like, a, I usually go to Tim Hortons, get a donut or something, but that's about it. So you keep it simple. Yes. Always, always. I'm a simple man. Simple man. Awesome. How about you, Addy? I would say probably the Naked Cup or for like ice cream, like Slinkies or Stop 26. Okay, so out in uh, the east the east end or Riverside area or even Tecumseh. Uh, let's see. Alex, what, what are your thoughts? Favorite dessert? Place for dessert? Well, for me, uh, from Tim Hortons, I really like the maple dip donut when they have that and uh, a good drink from there. I like the frozen lemonade and the hot chocolate. Awesome. Very cool. And uh, Luca, how about uh, you, man? I have my uh, my espresso every morning from my machine, and uh, I have that. That's my go-to. But then, if we're going out, it'll be it'll be good old Timmy's. Okay. And you you dabble in the uh, the coffee, I see. I do, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Now, just jumping into the, I, I would say the real question. I uh, was a little icebreaker there. How did you, how did Leave Those Kids Alone start? This is obviously uh, a newer band and you've been gaining some traction online and performing for hundreds and thousands of people. How did this all start? Well, me and Tim took uh, music lessons at the same place. We go to Pete Palazzolo's Canadian Conservatory of Music. So I was really young when I met Tim. I was probably about maybe seven and uh, at first, you know, I was playing drums and he was singing. But then as the years went along, uh, the band sort of just progressed. I moved to guitar. Addie uh, came along. Then two years ago, we uh, introduced Lewis and Luca. So just we all now take lessons with Pete and uh, we all enjoy it very much. Very cool. You, you met each other, I guess, in the music scene, not necessarily just going to the same school. Right. Um, so we all met at the Canadian Conservatory. We all take lessons there now. Uh, oh, we all met, of you. Okay. Yeah. Lewis, we met through there just years after uh, we had a keyboard player quit. So uh, we met Lewis through the Canadian Conservatory through Pete. Um, and 
Luca we met through Lewis's cousin. So, yeah. Very cool. Small world, and you all obviously work well together. How yes. did you become interested in, in music? Was it just from taking lessons? I'd be interested to hear how that started. Whoever wants to go, uh, let's see. Lewis, do you want to take a turn here? So Music Summer runs in my family, but I really connected with classic rock at a young age. Like I remember on weekends when I was little, my dad and I, we'd drive in a sedan on the expressway and he'd always have two CDs that would play on repeat. And it would be Billy Joel, yes, Tim, Billy Joel, and Foreigner. And, you know, it would be Piano Man and Jukebox here and we'd flip-flop, you know, A and B, A and B, always listen to that. So as I listened to it more, at a young age, I developed, you know, a desire for music because I wanted to be like them. And, you know, yes, I'm a classically trained musician, but I still enjoy that music, right? So, you know, as I got older, I decided I wanted to take lessons at the Canadian Conservatory of Music. Um, and that's where we all take lessons, actually. You know, Peter Palazzolo is our music teacher, great guy. Um, he's done a lot for us. And, you know, I was never really interested in joining a band, but I'd always see LTKA playing at our conservatory, you know, recitals where everyone at the school would play a song. So I'd be done my, you know, piano solo or guitar solo. They're easy pieces. But anyways, I'd get off stage and they'd be on. And I was always thinking, hmm, I wish I was in this band, right? I wish I was on stage with them. So then, you know, a couple of years later, I received an offer to audition as a new keyboard player for this band. And it was in like late January, you know, Pete was teaching me all the songs I needed to know. And I did an audition a piece. It was actually Hotel California, which isn't really a difficult, you know, uh, piano or keyboard piece to play. So I, I played like maybe a minute of it and I sang a bit of it. And then I, you know, was accepted into this band. So uh, I'll be honest, I think it was the best thing that's happened to me musically. And I'm forever grateful to have this opportunity to play with family, you know. And then for, uh, for, for me and Addie on that, uh, same question, you know, my dad would, we would always listen to the Beatles and, you know, 70s rock and stuff like that. So we always listen to that music uh, and stuff like that. So then I remember seeing a video of Sticks playing and I remember watching their guitar player, JY, and his sort of, I really liked the guitar he had, his Strat. And then once I saw a video of him, I said, I want to, I want to play guitar. So then me and my sister and my dad would do little videos in the basement together of us just playing songs and then you know there was a guitar player my dad played keys and you know bass and then we needed a drummer so Addie did it for us that's awesome how about uh how about you luca uh me uh, very similar I, I was always uh, my parents were always playing classic rock from when i was a young age from when i was uh, uh young and, and it always stuck with me I, I always listened to it and then in the end i i ended up uh being gifted a, a bass and, and started doing lessons with that. And then, you know, it stemmed from there and now could never imagine where we've gotten with that uh, from the, from the little start. For sure. And uh, Timothy, how about you? So I was born in North Bay, which is like nine hours away. And up there uh, where we lived anyway, we were like an hour North um, of North Bay. So like 10 hours away, uh, we only had one radio station and it was classic rock radio station. So I grew up listening to that. 
And then uh, we ended up coming back and forth. So always in the car, always in the car. So uh, just ended up listening to that on radio all of the time. And it's kind of the music that I just listened to growing up. Very cool. And I must say, it's not, I guess it would be more rare now for, for people your age listening to and also playing classic rock. Most, right. most are into pop like myself. I, I, I listen to classic rock, but what I know more of is, is hip hop and, and pop music, rap, uh, country, all that stuff. So what do your, what do your friends say about that when you're, you know, you're in a band and you're performing classic rock. Do they know what, what you're playing? They think a lot of all our songs. They think we wrote all of them. I'm like, oh, thanks. But no, we didn't. Yeah, well, once in, once in my case, uh, I invited some uh, friends over to my house and I put the guitar on and then I'm just playing some stuff they never heard. And then all of a sudden I played the riff to Thunderstruck and they're like, oh, you know, because, you know, they know the ones like that, but they don't know a lot. And then like I played Sweet Child of Mine. So everyone knows those sort of songs because those are huge. But when it comes mm -hmm. to just, you know, other rock stuff, they almost don't know at all. And you, you must be starting a little bit of a, a trend at your school where you're seeing young kids your age, maybe perhaps starting to get interested in, in classic rock or listening to your music. Do you see that happening? Well, sometimes I would see my friends listening to it a bit more because they, you know, I listen to it or, you know, they listen to the album that we put out, but not really. All of them are sort of hooked on the music for today. So it'll work in your favor when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and the people your age don't know much about classic rock, and they'll just start thinking that you performed and you've written all of these, all of these songs. So it might, it might pan out for you. I mean, I was there's this one person I was talking to them and they're saying, you know, their favorite band is Sticks. And at first I'm like, okay, they probably know a couple of the songs. And I asked them, I'm like, what's your favorite song out of that? Uh, like out of all their songs. And they're like, the best times. And that's like, it's not a deep cut, but it's definitely not a hit. And I'm like, okay, so maybe some people actually know that music, right? And they know it well. So it made me happy. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've noticed for me, uh, I'm I'm at St. Clair College, and I've noticed that as people have grown and gotten older, um, I've noticed the appreciation for that kind of music kind of grows. As yep. it, it's just something that I've noticed, like as people my age are getting older, they're starting to appreciate that more because mm -hmm. it's not something that they listen to regularly. So um, I've noticed that as time goes on, certainly that people are listening to it more and more and more as they grow older. For sure. And sometimes like, I know just for myself, like you want a change of, of music, like you're, you're listening to the same genre for, for a few weeks, you want to switch it up a bit. Uh, but no, I totally, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, which if you had to pick a few or, or one, which musicians do you look up to? Lewis, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one name and one name only. It would be a sin if I said more than one name because this guy I just really look up to. And his name, yes, Luca's looking. He knows who. I think everyone does. Dennis DeYoung. Uh, you know, he's just a needed a musician. Every keyboard player should look up to him. 
you know, he has the sweetest voice. His vibrato is so natural. It's like he's not even trying. And you get that natural, like, wave, right, of just, like, the change in pitch, right? Just awesome. And on top of that, he has amazing soloing skills. I mean, the solos he's brought to Sticks has just been amazing. You know, they're sweet. They're punchy. They're powerful. They're just amazing. And debatably, he's the best songwriter for Sticks. I mean, all those ideas he threw, threw to them. I mean. So Sticks must be your favorite band because you've brought them up twice now. Yeah, they are. They are. But I think Dennis <laughs> Young is my favorite if I had to choose them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Timothy? So this band uh, in general uh, will all stay say Sticks at least once. Um, it, it's kind of like a united thing that we have all have in common because uh, we all went to go see Sticks together. But um, for me, outside of Sticks, because uh, I want to not be the normal one here, <laughs> not not stick to the norms in this band. Uh, Billy Joel, I absolutely love Billy Joel. Um, like I've listened to, you'll be hard pressed to find a song from Billy Joel that I don't know every word to. Um, and I love newer music too. Like not not pop. I'm not like. I'm not into hip hop or that kind of stuff. I'm more into the, like the alternative rock bass, like your Panic at the Discos. Um, I've seen them twice now. Uh, just are bands like that, mm-hmm. uh, like bands that blow me away vocally or musicianally, um, if that's even a word, I don't know. But <laughs> musicianship wise, uh, all of those things, though, that's what I look for. Awesome. Awesome. Familiar names to me, Billy Joel. Definitely have heard of him and heard his music. Uh, Addie, who's, who's, what musicians do you look up to? Definitely Todd Zuckerman from Styx. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watch his videos all the time. He's great. Literally amazing. And even Alex watches his videos <laughs> all the time. So you can tell we're all big fans of Styx. And we've even seen them live, so that makes it better. <laughs> Now you have to be up there performing with Sticks. Is that is that a future goal? Opening for Sticks? Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Alex? Yeah, for me, it's it's Peter Frampton uh, because for a long time before I, you know, really got into his stuff, I had a huge fascination for the talk box and you know and stuff like that. I always wanted one. So then when the band started to learn, do you feel like we do? I, it was, I went, I said to my dad, well, now it's an excuse to get one. So once I got one, you know, that was another sort of, you know, game changer for me when I was, when we were playing. And then, um, yeah. And a huge memory is we played in front of uh, my school of, you know, I think over like a thousand kids and we played, uh, do you feel like we do? And then um, we played show me the way by Peter Frampton as well. So that's always going to be a huge, huge moment for me as well. And what was the, was it an instrument? Did you say talk box? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's almost like an effect where there's a tube that goes up to your mic, and then you put your mouth on the tube and make shapes with your mouth that makes a really unique and interesting sound. Okay, I think I've seen that a little bit on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, there's yes. a few artists that that yeah. use a talk box. Very cool. Yeah. And that is that is that a new piece of equipment, or has this always been around for a no, while? No, not at all. For 
mainly these days, mainly keyboard players use them these days. Yeah, but back then, yeah. very popular with uh, Joe Walsh, Peter Frampton, uh, Richie Sambora, Bon Jovi on guitar. Awesome. And uh, how about you, Luca? Who's your uh, favorite you know, musician that you look up to? I have to give a little bit of a shout out to Paul McCartney because he's just an insane all-around musician. But if I had to pick my favorite, it would probably be Getty Lee of Rush because he is like when I try and, and replicate his bass parts, it's it's the the amount of the amount of time and effort he puts into it, and it still sounds that good because a lot of his bass lines are just from him jamming in the studio. And it, it ends up being like amazing and, and it fits the song so well. And he's amazing vocalist and keyboardist as well. And he's probably my top, uh, my top musician. Very cool. Very cool. Lots of uh, some, some musicians. I don't, I've actually never listened to the band sticks before, so I'm going to have to check this out after. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing that I don't know who stick, who sticks are, but uh, they sound pretty cool. Um, what, I guess as, as young teens and, and preteens, you've been traveling a lot in the past few years. I, I believe the band started officially in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. you've been traveling a lot. That sounds about right, yeah. I've heard there's over 250 shows performed. Uh, you've reached millions of, of people online through Facebook and, and other uh, YouTube, different platforms like that. How are you able to balance all of this this fame and, and also going to school as, as young people? Well, I've always said, I think uh, I've said this a lot to my teachers as well. It's like, you know, when we do all these, you know, great shows and have all this fun in the summer, it's the summer and you have, you know, nothing else to do. So during the week you do, you know, your normal things everyone likes to do, you know, and then on the weekend you go and play, but then, you know, when school uh, comes back, you do, play a little bit less but then there's also the weekend where you know student by weekend you know musician by weekend so that's kind of the balance that uh that we do work during the day and party at night yeah. is that what i'm hearing yeah <laughs> uh I, I i mean to be honest if you needed a reason i couldn't tell you you just do it you know nike says it's the best uh i always dedicate you know an hour ish roughly give or take some minutes depending where i need it on certain days towards music um, but I usually have plenty of time for homework, conversations with friends, family, you know, et cetera. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the good thing about being in a band is it teaches you that there's no such thing as not having time. And there's 24 hours in a day, and all you need to do is dedicate a couple hours to that. So, I mean, you just need to know how to manage it. And that's prevalent in setting up and tearing down. You know, that teaches you time management really well. You know, you want to mm -hmm. get the heck out of that place and get home and get a good night's rest. You better hurry up tearing down. Um, so it really teaches you how to really just I don't, control your time, you know, because we all can. It's in us. It's in us. So, you know, I can balance leisure, but at the same time, put effort into this band. And I like that, you know. Great, great piece of advice for sure. Yeah, for me, it's not it's not something like there's no formula, right? Like you can't. In my opinion, you can't formulate life because then it just becomes boring. <laughs> Live life to the fullest. You can't You can't just put everything in. I'm going to do this here and do this here. No, you, you kind of just have to get a feel for it, right? Like hmm. even, even when we wrote our album, uh, I always had a hard time just sitting down and writing whatever it was that we were writing. I couldn't do it. 
uh, it had to be just for the moment for yep. me personally. And that's the way that I work. Um, but I know some people that do that really well, but it's just not me. <laughs> I agree a lot of, with him there, actually. You, you, you got to take one day at a time. That's how I do it. And you mentioned Groundwork, so we, we need to plug that in a bit. That was released this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And it that features marks. seven songs that the band wrote it. You wrote it yourself. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So it, it's, uh, it's a completely original album. It's a seven-song EP uh, that was released in March 2022, 20, uh, so this year. And... Uh, the lead single we uh, put into a song competition called CBC Searchlight. Uh, it ended up winning the fan vote portion. Um, and we've, wow. uh, we've sold a ton of CDs. They are available uh, on our website. And uh, it's also available on iTunes, Apple Music, and all streaming services. Yes, visit leavethosekidsalonebandcom get a CD uh, for what I believe is $20. I don't know the prices, but I just sign them. <laughs> and, uh, and, and especially especially after having such a, you know, great and busy summer traveling and stuff like that, like right before the, you know, we got to do the great music video for where she was during March that won the competition. But then we're also really excited to do more with the album and make more videos uh, for sorry, make more video, uh, music videos for the other songs as well. So we're really excited to do more with the album because other than uh, uh, doing where she was and being super happy with that success, we, we could do so much more with it as well. And I just want to ask a quick speed question before we jump into our, our final question. Where's been your favorite place to perform so far? Um, you know what? I would have to say the barnyard. I mean, just amazing hospitality. We were not lucky with the weather. Both times it rained. But I got to say, the fact that the people who hosted us there, the owners of this place, they're the warmest people. I don't think I've met warmer people. You know, it just felt like family I've never seen before. You know, we walked in there. They didn't look like strangers. You could have a two-hour conversation, which we did after the show. You know, we were talking with them as if we've known them forever. So you know what? It was just the fact that I could play at this, we could play at this very, very well-known amphitheater, but still get to know these people. It was out of this world. Neat. Very cool. Timothy? Yeah, I'll have to double with the barnyard. It's in Sharpsburg, Kentucky. So it's a bit of a hike. And then we were like, oh yeah, we have to leave at like 7 a.m. the next day. And we finished playing at what? What time did we finish playing? It was like 8 o'clock. 10? 9? Probably got back to the hotel by 12 o'clock. Uh, we got, yeah, we got back to the hotel at like 12.30. We're like, oh yeah, we're going to have a great night's rest here. We're going to go leave at like six in the morning and go to our next gig in Ohio, which was like a six hour drive away uh, for the afternoon. And then we ended up staying there until like midnight. So yeah, You know, it broke my heart because we, we went there in September again and, you know, we were on a time crunch. Like, we left that place, and we went to Sydney, Ohio, stay the night, get back home, you know, driving close to home. We were on our way home, basically, halfway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were kind of bummed. They're like, you know, can we talk to you guys? You know, like, spend some time. And we're like, you know, we got we got to get on the road now. I'm sorry, you know. They like Canadians. They do. Yeah. 
What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, Addy? Where, where's been your favorite place to perform? Pretty much every gig that we played in Kentucky, like the Barnyard and what was the other one's called? Jackson County Fair. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And See? pretty much like all like campgrounds because they're, they're, they're always dancing and that makes us play better when they're dancing. <laughs> and yeah, just pretty much like, I don't know, like all the ones in the States and campgrounds. Nice. You just summed Alex. up every single gig. <laughs> well, yeah, for, you know, for everyone's going to say Kentucky, because when we went down there for the first time, it was just, it was like magic. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, we're doing this. It was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, such an amazing experience for all of us. And when we went for the second time, it was amazing too. So first time we went and we played the barnyard, which was so fun. Like, you know, the nicest people there you'd ever meet, the nicest sort of venue and then the next time we went down, we played uh, Jackson County Fair, which is probably tied as like my favorite with the barnyard because one super nice people over there, they had, you know, food and stuff for us. And that was, you know, super nice. But this great small little town had thousands of people in the little park we were at playing on this amazing stage. And uh, I, that is my favorite by, uh, by far. I love that. And then we played the barnyard the next day again, which was also super fun. Amazing. Luca. I'd love to be unique here, but I'm going to have to jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and say, yeah, barnyard and, uh, and the other two in Kentucky, because they were just it, like, like they're all the other four said it's, it was just, it was amazing. It was surreal to get there the first time to get there. The second time people were still, you know, the, the, so nice, such nice people. And even the, the other gig that wasn't the barnyard, same thing. They were just so warm and welcoming. And it was, it really was uh, top moments for, I think, all of us so far. I will say, Luca, if we do play a Red Rocks, I know that's going to be your favorite. Luca's very interested with Red Rocks. And locally, I'll just uh, say for me anyway, lo- so to give to give Windsor some credit here, I like Can-Am Games was Can-Am, an amazing yeah. Uh, show for uh, for me in my opinion because you know we're on the stage by the water and like it you know we always you pass by it on your bike when you're riding down the water and you're like oh I, I want to play there so bad so then when we got to play there and there was a ton of people that was an amazing experience for all of us and I love that as well well and I, I must add it it must be pretty cool like nobody your age or in your class can say yeah, I, I got a gig in Kentucky this weekend. Like, who who says that? You know what I mean? Like, that must be so humbling to to know that, like, your age or you're performing in different states and uh, have really expanded the band so much. So it's, it's inspiring to me as well. Um, now, my final question, what are some of your future aspirations? Do you all want to be musicians? Is this something you'd like to just pursue full time? Or do you have other side gigs that you want to uh, to start with when you're, I guess... Or a bit older. Lewis? Well, if this, if this works out, um, I'm probably just going to finish post-secondary because why not? Uh, if it doesn't <laughs> work out, I'm probably going to finish post-secondary because why not? Uh, I know that I can ba- – like, to be honest, I think I'm able to balance working for, you know, a university degree and still being in this band at the same time. Like, my cousin – I don't know if you know him. His name is Jake Diab. Uh, he's a part of Autumn King's. He got his university degree while touring with a band. I mean, I know some of my teachers, they're teaching a seven-hour class, you know, seven hours worth of class, and then 
gets home and is working for a university degree. So if they can balance the time, mm -hmm. I should as well. Um, now, if I did get a degree, it would probably have to be in business. And then I'd, you know, start up my own business or maybe work in the stock market. Um, if you asked what I wanted to be last year, though, I'd probably see an engineer. But after taking my physics class halfway through, university physics is not fun. And it's not oh. fun. So, sorry, Miss Allen, but I'm not going to be a physicist like you. <laughs> and you know what? I actually interviewed uh, your cut. You said your, he's your cousin, Jake, Jake. Diab of Autumn Kings. That was in, I think it was in 2020. They were actually one of the, the first groups that I interviewed. So oh, it's, wow. uh, I figured with the last name Diab, you must be related somehow. So that's, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. How, how yeah, you, we, found, uh, we found Lewis through Jake. That's how, that's how we found him. Hey, um, man, no, that, too, we found know. Luca through Jake, not, uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we have similar names. You get it mixed up. Big deal. Yeah. We just call them both Lou. They both reply. Yeah. So, Alex all the time. Hey, Lou. I love you for that, Alex. Which one? Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. There you go. Uh, so I'm currently at St. Clair College for journalism. Uh, so I want to go into sports reporting if this doesn't work. So, yeah. Which it will. So you yes. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Addy? Well, I'm definitely going to probably stick with being a musician, but if that doesn't work out, I honestly have no idea what I'm going to do. Never thought about that before. Um, but yeah, definitely sticking with being a musician. Very cool. Alex? Yeah, for me, you know, I just hope and I will, you know, work extremely hard to, you know, become a professional musician and be, you know, famous uh, around the world but you know if, if that doesn't work out I would obviously want to do something in music that you know if, if being a rock star doesn't work out but then you know going into something like uh, engineering uh, also seems cool to me as well. Nice and Luca? Uh, my uh, I, I, like again uh, we're all uh, we're all striving for the musician but uh, but as a plan B or, or uh, uh, um, yeah as a plan B I always think I'm thinking of uh, going into tool and die. But again, it's, if, if I end up going into tool and die, it'll be a loss because this, this is the main career path that we're all looking for. Well, all of you will definitely achieve those goals. And I can see y'all being, uh, well, you're rock stars now, but I can see it with long, maybe some mullets and some, some crazy costumes. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's super cool to see young people in a band and playing not just the music that I guess majority of our generation is playing, but you're, you're focused on classic rock and it requires a lot of talent and a lot of practice, which I, which I can imagine. Would, would any of you teach music in the future or, or maybe you already teach music? I could see that because, you know, that would be a, a career path of something music wise, like high school music teachers that, that, that could be on the table for me as well. Very cool. If I can guarantee that I don't have anybody under the age of 12, uh, sure. and people that can actually pay attention, absolutely. <laughs> the problem is guaranteeing that. <laughs> good point. Good point. Awesome. Well, I, I want to thank each of you for your time today. I know you're extremely busy. Where are you headed to next? Where's your next performance? Strong Street. Oh, yeah. Strong Street, Boulder. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's so many you don't even know. Good thing you have a our next a man. Our next indoor one is Chatham, but yeah. I don't know. I just get in the car and then we yeah, get. Yeah, exactly. You get yeah, in the car. Uh, you, what time are we leaving? Day. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Day to day. Well, thanks. Oh, sorry, Luca. No, no, I was just saying. Yeah, it's a day. It's a day to day to see what gig we're playing. Exactly. Well, thank, thanks for making the time. And, and to those that are that are tuning in tonight, appreciate you being here. Post your questions in the comments if you have any. And, and uh, myself and our members of the band will try to get to them. But thank you for being here. You can watch the recap if you're interested on coffeewithcraner.com. This is episode 95. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane. Thanks for being here tonight.